Welcome back to another edition of All Don't Lie right here on 1049 The Horn for Monty. We got a lot to get into. Texas baseball, they have made a hire, and I'm sure you're going to be happy about it. We'll talk to my man Hardball about it, who actually predicted this would happen. We'll talk about that. Also, we'll get into a little Texas baseball because uh, there are some congratulations in order for some young men who were drafted most recently uh, from Texas baseball to the big show. We'll talk about that coming up too. Texas basketball gets another commitment. Man, Rodney Terry's working hard behind the scenes. And of course, he can't recruit. (laughs) We'll get into some Texas football since we're behind the burnt orange curtain. Also, the Northwestern scandal uh, continues. The hazing scandal Scandal continues uh, to make headlines, so we'll get into it and talk about it. Bob Huggins apparently is demanding reinstatement. I don't know how that works, but we'll discuss it. And Wimby's debut in the Summer League. Oh, it was brief, but it was beautiful. We'll get into it in the top of the 4 o'clock and talk some NBA. And also Pop. Oh, Pop's going to be around for a long time. Uh, so we'll talk about that coming up as well in the 4 o'clock. We'll get into some NBA news notes and nuggets. Before we do, let's introduce you to the rest of the crew. He was a second-round pick for the Montreal Expos with a first-round pick for the Austin Radio Network. Network. He originally committed to the University of Texas, but decided to forego the 40 acres and chase his dream in the cheese. Pimping ain't easy, but for him it's a breeze. Ladies and gentlemen, Mike Hardball Hard. What's going on, brother? Man, what it do, what it do. Congratulations to some of those draft picks. I remember that day so well. I talked to a bunch of former players and, you know, going back and reminiscing about their draft pick days. But let's talk about our man Wimby. I know a lot of people was kind of talking trash after game one. Going to the G League. I kept putting it out there, but my man. <laughs> And tried to revamp his mm-hmm. career because, you know, while our job is to hate as much as we possibly can. Hate, 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 hate. But let me talk about my man that sits across from me every single day. He hails from H-Town with the get down. He's a lifetime Longhorn and a proud card-carrying member of DBU. Legendary lifetime and now college football Hall of Fame Longhorn Derek Johnson said he was the best cover corner he had ever seen. He's a former NFL DB that still has that passion for film study, but he's not a fan of white condiments. But of course, he is a fan of you, the listeners. He is my man and yours, Rod Babels. I appreciate that intro, as always. That's not a waste any time. Introducing the real MVP, one of the hardest working members of the ARN family. He's got a hustler spirit, period. We don't know what he's paid. We're pretty damn sure this man is underpaid. It's Patrick Davis, y'all. What's up, Patrick? That was a good weekend to be a Spurs fan. It was a great weekend <laughs> to be a Spurs fan, no doubt, exactly. Uh, we'll get into Pop signing that five-year deal, the most uh, lucrative deal for any NBA head coach in the league's history. Also, we'll talk about the NBA in-season tournament. Was there have been some details released about the NBA in-season mm-hmm. tournament? And it's strange that uh, one of the biggest NBA fans I know, not excited about it. <laughs> Patrick's not excited yeah. about the in-season tournament. Neither is my son. Uh, yeah, exactly. I don't think it's – you yeah. know what? We'll get into it. Yeah. We'll get into it. We'll get into it a little bit later on top of the 4 o'clock because I want to I discuss that. And also, yeah, we'll discuss Wimby's debut and how he looked. Uh, I, I didn't think the first game was that bad, but apparently that gave a lot of haters some ammunition to hate on Wimby, which mm-hmm. is ridiculous. I thought I thought the first game – did he have like five – well, how many blocks did he have in the first game? He did have five blocks. Five blocks, blocks. First, I'm like, yeah. Yeah. People, people want to hate. People want to hate. Hate, uh, hate, 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 yeah, hate, hate, hate. Anyway, we'll get into that, too, because of Wimby's debut. Uh, yeah, aside from the, the Britney Spears uh, situation that started off a little bit salacious with him in Vegas, I thought it ended on a wonderful note. So we'll get to that, talking about that in the top of the 4 o'clock. So Spurs fans, uh, you want to stick around for that. Harge, once again, he is a man uh, of many talents, but he also knows every damn body because <laughs> he's got a lot of jobs. That's one of the reasons he knows every damn body. Right. Uh, and uh, his most uh, notable job was that, hey, he played in the big leagues, played Major League Baseball, was a 
was draft was that on this day we were drafted in the second round. What was second the second round? Overall, second round. What's the overall 48th. pick? 48th overall pick. Yeah, you got to put that out there. That out They're there. like, oh, he was second round. Yeah, 48th overall. <laughs> I was in the top 50 players <laughs> top in 50. the nation that year. Top 50, ain't yeah. no doubt. Uh, but you once again opened up your contact list. That's right. To hook us up with a, a very special guest for Hearts Knock Life, man. This is, uh, I'm excited about this. Yeah, I'm definitely excited. One of my former teammates who is now the hitting coach for the uh, Los Angeles Angels. Marcus Timms is going to be on the show with us, and he's been in the big leagues for a long time. He was a hitting instructor for the Miami Marlins. Hey, look at that! He, yeah, they're all out there. They <laughs> up in the, they up in the place. And then uh, he was the hitting coach for the New York Yankees. Mm. He's been around wow. the game for a long time, and. And I reached out to him. I said, man, I've got to talk to you about Shohei and Mike Trout. And obviously a lot of things that are going on in the major leagues. We're going to ask him about how he feels as a hitting coach about the the, the game and how it's changed, the, the speed changes, up rules yeah. and stuff like that. Okay. So I'm excited yeah. to have him on. So he's he's ready. He's good to go. This is his off time because yeah. it's the all-star break. That's true. So he was like, I, anytime you need me, bro, wow. I'm ready. I was Man. like, all right, I got you. Yeah, that's great. So uh, we're going to make plenty of time for that coming up for Harsh Knock Live. So really excited about uh, Harsh uh, hooking us up with another very special guest. And I got another one for us tomorrow. You got another one? Yeah, an- another one. And another one. And we mentioned it last week, but it's official now. We got Tayshawn Thomas from the 254. He will be on the show with us tomorrow talking about Wimby because he was on Wimby's team Ooh. this season over Overseas. Like that. So we got that. Well done. We got that. And Harge getting us inside info, no insider doubt. knowledge on it. the biggest sports stories right now currently going on in sports. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful thing. Let's get it going. I'm just saying. I, <laughs> I don't know if you're going to find anything like that anywhere else. So we appreciate Harge, man. You you are the man. All right. Uh, you can reach out to the man. You can do it via Twitter at Hardball Harge in the Twitterverse. My man Patrick Davis at It's Patrick Davis. I'm at Rod Babers in the Twitterverse. Also, if you suspect sex line, 512 Three seven three seven seven six. All right. Uh, first, before we talk Texas baseball, there's a lot of Texas sports uh, nuggets to get into. Uh, there are congratulations in order for a couple of uh, lifetime Longhorns who have been drafted uh, to the big show. Mm-hmm. Dylan Campbell, yes sir, was drafted uh, to the Dodgers mm-hmm. with the number 136th pick overall. How about yep. that in the fifth round mm-hmm. of the Major League Baseball draft? Fourth it's, round. Fourth round. Oh, fourth round. Fourth I apologize. Round. Yeah. See, see, I'm jipping a man already. Yeah, get, get that man his rounds. Uh, get him his <laughs> rounds. Uh, in the fourth round, and he is uh, apparently, I got this from Aaron Little. Uh, shout out to him of yep. uh, Orange Bloods. Orange he says the, the slot value of that pick is $473,000. Yep. Okay. So mm-hmm. what's the decision, Harch? I'm coming home. I'm coming home. <laughs> I'm hoping that he comes back, but you know, You're it's, it's he really comes back? yeah okay. because you know when you start talking to people in the draft circles, they're still trying to figure out what position is he going to play because he's an unbelievable outfielder. But when you look at the corner outfielders, you see these big, burly, mm-hmm. home run power hitting uh, people out there. Some people look at him and say that he could possibly be a second baseman. I think he can be because he was a former infielder before he got to the University of Texas. But he can go get the baseball. He plays good defense. I wouldn't mind trying him in center field. Interesting. Because he's definitely a guy that understands the role of an outfielder. And I think he would be great in center field position. Uh, Okay, so how long does he have to – This is right before before school starts. Okay, so he's got a while. He's got a while. He's got a while. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, how much uh, participation does he have uh, with the team or contact does he have with the team during that process where he's thinking about it? With the, just, with the Dodgers? Yes. The entire time. Okay. It's the entire time. Okay. <clears throat> Until you step back on campus to be a student, you you can go back and forth. Y'all can talk every single day if you want to. All right. So it's it. They still and, own and your we, rights right and, now. Okay. All right. They own his rights right now. Um. And <clears throat> go work out with them too. No, you can't go work out. Okay. If you contact. once you get there, you there. Once you're yeah, in, yeah, you yeah, in, in. Until then. Yep. Yeah. All right. Uh. Interesting. So when okay. I when I got drafted that year, in '90, I played like eight or nine more summer league games. I played like ten games, and. We were still negotiating even after I got drafted, and I was still playing in these other games. Because that was a separate entity. Because it was totally different. Yeah, they yeah, were just yeah. trying to make sure I didn't get on campus. Exactly. And Texas was trying to get me on, on campus. Because once you're on campus, you're, you're in. good. You're in. Yeah. Once you're in the system yep. that year, you're in. You're already you're in. You're a collegiate player. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. That's uh, so I, man, that's uh, I wonder what the NIL deal would have to be. Uh huh. To try to entice him mm-hmm. to return to the 40 acres. Yeah. Uh, Lucas Gordon um, also uh, drafted with the 179th slot mm-hmm. to the Chicago White Sox. Uh, yep. That slot value, according to Aaron Little, is at $317,400. I love it. Um, okay. Man, but, see, but, like I say, even at these numbers now, boy, these boys getting that bread. That's good money. That's <laughs> good. That's hey, let's man. Get this bread. That's good bread. Good yeah. for him. I'm happy for congratulations to both of those guys. I'm happy for. I know that that's obviously a dream of theirs. You talked about how it was a dream of yours. Where mm-hmm. were you when you got? Did you have a draft party? Where were you? No, because we didn't know. We didn't know what round I was going in. We didn't know if I was going to go to first. I first through the fifth was where I was told I was going to go. Man, that's so, a wide. It like, is. <laughs> it is because wide spectrum. But you got to remember too. They had so many rounds also. Yeah. This was something totally different. You mm-hmm. can take a chance on a high school kid as opposed to what they do now. A lot of times it's a lot of college people that are getting drafted pretty high now. Now mm-hmm. you want the college right-hander that's already been out there that seems to be more experienced. Um, but, yeah, we didn't have no party. No party. No party. Just kicking it. Just kicking it. We, mm-hmm. had, a, we had a going away party. So were you surprised where you were drafted? I was surprised that it was Montreal because I hadn't talked to them but once. Mm. I had talked to other teams multiple times. I had talked to the Cincinnati Reds. I had talked to the Cleveland Indians multiple times. I My last workout was with the Toronto Blue Jays. So I wasn't even thinking about Montreal. So it was it was real interesting to me that way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, if you did go to Texas, um, you would have been obviously a part of the, the legacy, the great legacy uh-huh, of Texas uh-huh. baseball right now. Uh, but you're still pretty close to the program, as close <clears throat> to the program as uh, anybody that I know. And you did say a couple of weeks ago uh, that you thought Troy Tulowitzki coming back to the program could be, should be, yep. would be an option? Yeah, definitely. I thought it would be, could be. You tweeted that out. and I Yeah, I put that out there in the universe just because I had – been a you know I've been at games I've seen things I've been around different people and when we were in Arlington at the very beginning of the year he was there he was there like hanging out talking to everybody and maybe it was because he was in that area and he was just working out up that way and it so happened to be there and I was glad to see him got a chance to spend some time with him but the more and more certain things started happening around the program I was like the dude misses the game he lives in Austin 
why not have him as part of the program? Whether he took the job at, at USC or not or interviewed other places, I think he just wanted to take a break for a little bit. He had a son that's playing baseball that's out there, just had another uh, kid too. So he was like, ah, let me go. Because I don't, I'm not getting paid like that. Mm-mm. So why not just take your time and, and spend some time with the family and get organized? He did graduate. He did when he yeah, got, yeah, his so he got his degree. He went and got his degree. So it just seemed like things were headed into that right direction. Because you weren't hearing his name anywhere else. That's the other part. Because there were coaching jobs that came out. That's a, that's a good point. You know what I'm saying? There, were, there was a bunch of coaching jobs that were out there that you thought that he might be interested in or they would even talk about him. But his name wasn't even brought up in those. Yeah. So with that, which means either nobody was thinking about him, which is probably that's not the case. Right. That's unlikely. Uh, or when he got... When people reached out to him, he probably declined. said, "No, man, I'm good. I'm, I'm good." Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking about because he had already has something else in mind. And maybe this is what he had in mind. No. Um, he will be uh, brought back to University of Texas in an official capacity as the director of player development. Mm-hmm. Named the player, the director of player development for Texas. So that you and your tweet was here. It is. I wouldn't be surprised if Troy Tulowitzki is back with the Horns in some capacity. The players and fans loved him. Still a quote free agent. Yep. Um, so that's because he was still sitting out there. You put that out there <laughs> the end of June. Yeah. He's like, hey, it could happen. And, it could definitely uh, it, happen. It did happen. So I'll give you a ton of props there, brother. Gets good stuff. So you, your thoughts about that move um, and the move? Because I know you love that move, of course. Yeah. But the player development, that gives him overall, kind of uh, in terms of the overall roster, kind of um, give him overall uh, authority, I should yeah. say, to be able to I don't know, chime in or give his opinion on development of pitchers and hitters, yeah. everybody. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's pretty much over everything. Yeah. I mean, you know, you see, it's, it's almost like a GM position. Mm-hmm. When you're looking at player development, these are he can probably go in there and make the workouts for everybody. He can go out there and say, all right, this is where we need we can see where this guy needs to get better at, especially on the infield. You know, he's obviously gonna be in there on the infielders, making sure that they're getting everything, but he's also cutting on defenses and and making sure that you're lined up properly. And hey, this is your approach at the plate. Here's where you need to fix this and look for this. And it's just a whole teaching part of it. And that's, for me, when you have a guy that can do a little bit of everything and kind of oversee that, it helps your program even that much more. What's uh, – can he uh, – roster construction as well? Is that – He can have a little input. Insane. Like, he could see yeah. some of these players, like, you know, everybody's got film out there now, right? Mm-hmm. So when you look at their film, you could see and try to project what this player's abilities are. Is this somebody that fits your program? Is this somebody that is going to be a part of the success that you're looking for? He can look at that too. You're talking about scouting everything. A so, little bit of everything. Um, no, I, I I think that's exactly uh, what you might have wanted. A lot of Longhorn fans might have mm-hmm. wanted as well. Uh, what are your thoughts about Coach Pierce um, deciding that he will take over the pitching coach duties okay. for Texas baseball? I'm obviously Coach Pierce. That is his expertise. Um, when he was at Rice, famously, he was their pitching coach for a really, really long time. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's had, and I see a lot of, four pitching coaches now. Yeah. Tech, I guess if you technically, he, he's take, taken over as a pitching coach. Right. Uh, third in three years, if he's technically the pitching coach, what are your thoughts about that? Good, bad move? Well, he's been here. He was here last year. I mean, you know, he was, uh, 
He was there last September. He came from Duke. I got a chance to hang out with him, too. Got a chance to talk to him quite a bit. Good dude. Definitely understands the game. But because Chris Gordon is going to be a guy that is going to be aiding with the pitching staff for Texas. So it, he, he's yeah. going to be the pitching coach. Uh, Pierce is. But, but he's getting help from Chris Gordon. Because okay. here's the thing. You know as well as I do, when you put yourself out there like that and you're the head coach and you're going to say, I'm going to be the pitching coach now? Huh. Well, yeah, I mean, there's, there's that, a lot that, that's going to be out in you. Well, yeah, I'm just saying it's, it's kind of like the head football coach saying yes. he's going to call the plays. Right. You can no longer blame regression or lack of productivity on a, an offensive coordinator or someone else. Correct. It would be blamed. It would lay it directly at your feet. And that puts because, all the pressure on you, too. Yes. Yes. So you're 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 pretty much you, putting yourself in the position that you have changed over quite a few times now. Well, and at that at that point, I guess he has to take it over because he can't seem to get any uh, chemistry continuity with the guys he brings in. He's handpicking these coaches. Correct. He's handpicking Woody Williams. He's handpicking uh, Sean, Sean Allen, Allen. Yeah. and he's deciding at one point that. He wants to part ways with them for whatever reason. We don't really necessarily right. know. We don't. But he's dissatisfied for, with something. And he's done and that. And it's weird because both years the pitching staff has actually been pretty doggone good. Uh, in 2021, you had the lowest ERA, right? Yeah. In the country. And right. You were top 10 last season. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't, it's not necessarily – You maybe it is productivity, but you can no. argue the numbers say – Otherwise, something else. Otherwise, yeah, right. exactly. And that's why I'm always like, okay, well, what, what, what is it? Where are we going with this? Like, what is the the changes that are constantly being made? And and then you trying to figure out. Okay, you had too low leave, and now he's back. Like, what's that's good though. That's a good sign a great, he's back. That's a great. It's move. a great sign that he's back though, because that would mean that hey, he liked what was going on enough that he's back in that capacity. And so yeah, um, if 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 if. If the coach right now, if Coach Pierce is disagreeing with these pitching coaches, maybe it's just because he's a pitching coach. Possibly. He's a little bit more critical of that more so than any other part of the, you know, the, the blueprint of the team. Yeah. But he's like, no, no, he sees that with a different eye. Like and an that's off- the thing. And that's the thing when you have a different if, – if that's what you do. It's like me being a hitting coach. If I go do a hitting job and I, I know how to teach people how to hit – then all of a sudden I get a guy in here that's not teaching the way that I wanted to be taught, and it's like, well, you hired me to teach hitting. You know what I'm saying? So those are those those kind of internal conflicts that you may possibly have. I don't know that for 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 true, as they like to say. I don't know if that's a true statement, but I sit here and I'm listening and I'm watching and I'm seeing the changes that are being made. And here's the other thing. You fell short of a pop fly in the outfield. That Texas could have been back into the College World Series. If they go to the College World Series, are you still making that pitching change too? That's what I'm saying. Like you've had success and then you've changed again. Well, we well, okay. Even on this show, though, we've talked about how at Texas the standard for Texas baseball is extremely high. Correct. And yes, Coach Pierce, I think, has done a damn good job, mm-hmm. and we've seen a lot, a lot of success. Uh, with Texas baseball, what third big, third Big Twelve title mm-hmm. in seven years, fourth time what reaching the super regionals, but for Longhorn baseball fans who are used to national titles, correct, that being the standard, 
they may not think that's good enough, and maybe Coach Pierce is feeling some of that pressure. I definitely would think that. You know I definitely I mean? would put we, that out there. Yeah, we've talked yeah. about, hey, following a legend like Ollie Garrido, who also followed a legend, that's yeah. really tough. Right. On a coach like Coach Pierce, who was a damn good coach, but just maybe not a legend yet. Yet, yeah, but he's done enough to be warranted as not not necessarily a legend because he hadn't won the College World Series, but they've been there quite a bit. I agree with yeah, that. that's what I'm saying. But they've been there quite a bit, and there's a lot of programs that can't get there that many times. It's more about finishing, though, and mm-hmm. I think that's where he's trying to get. And if he believes that him doing it is the way to do it, so be it. But there's a lot of responsibility. When you're trying to run a team and you're you're also the third base coach, I would think Coach Rodriguez would move over to be the third base coach. I would think Steve Rodriguez uh, would be the third base coach. And then you can put – I don't know if Cameron Rupp is still going to be here or somebody else, and you can put somebody else out there at first base to be the first base coach. But Coach Pierce would probably need to be in the dugout. Yeah, because you can't. I mean, it's, how many it's, a, lot. You be doing? <laughs> it's a lot. It kind of reminds me of that that office episode where Dwight Schrute decides, you know what, I'm gonna do it my damn self. <laughs> you know, Dwight, this whole search for the assistant thing, none of these people are good enough. I know. What I'm about to say makes no logical sense, and yet it might be the most logical thing I've ever said. Jim, this is gonna come as no surprise, but I know exactly what you were gonna say. The only possible assistant to my assistant is. Me. <laughs> That's Me. Coach right there. He just looked around Me. and I was like, guys, you know what? I think my best pitching coach is <laughs> Me. <laughs> so, yeah, Coach Pritchard is going to do it. So now you have the other uh, coaching staff is complete. Three assistants, uh, Philip Miller, Steve Rodriguez, and Caleb Longley. Tulo is going to join as the uh, director of player development. And Chris Gordon is going to be an assistant pitching coach. Yep. Is that yep. that's what Chris Gordon, yeah, that's what All he's right. going to be. Because he was in charge of the hitting and, and pitching development as well here at the University of Texas. So he does have some knowledge, but, I mean, come on, man. No, I would and, – and, and listen, I think there is some pressure. I'm glad this texter brought it up uh, about the SEC. The SEC is a different monster than the Big 12 when it comes to baseball. For and sure. LSU – Hell, man, they their man was the LSU manager. What's his name? Uh, Jay Johnson. Man, he laid down the ham. He laid down a basically. A, it, it was essentially a death row Suge Knight call to arms yeah. after they beat Wake Forest. Like, hey, man, if you want the best players in the country in college baseball, and you want to go get drafted really high in Major League Baseball, number and one play, and two that he had exactly. in the draft yesterday. And by wanna, the way, and you want to play and win championships, and you want to get paid top dollar with NIL. Come to LSU. Yep. And he let you know. And last night they had him on the MLB network. Come he was part he was part of the draft coverage. Cause, yeah, cause he's, he's like the he's like the Suge Knight up there now. Mike. He had one and two. Hey. Paul Skeens and hey. Dylan Cruz. You're dealing with a different monster in the SEC, man. Unbelievable. Baseball, First so. time ever yeah. in so, baseball. Exactly. He, yeah. he ain't stopping. No. And that was that guy was a transfer. Paul Skeens. Everybody was trying to get him. Yeah. Everybody. So he's saying we can develop you if we draft you out of high school yeah. or if you come over exactly. in the transfer report. Whatever you got, <laughs> we got you. Come to death row. <laughs> That's essentially what, what happened there, yeah. man. So I, I, I feel Coach Pierce, he's probably feeling some of that pressure and thinking, hey, man, I got to go into the SEC uh, with people thinking about championships. So. Won their national championship in his second year. Kim Mulkey won a national championship at LSU in her second year. 
via the transfer portal. Mm-hmm. You got to get in that transfer portal. You got to get in that to transfer portal. To fill a lot of voids. It giveth and it taketh away. Yep. Uh, all right, uh, real quick, let's talk Texas basketball just really quick, gentlemen, because uh, they actually got a big commitment from Devon Pryor. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is a two-way wing, you know, he's a, a shooting a small forward, uh, 6'7", yep. 180 around there. But this is crazy. They thought he was going to be a 2024 commitment. Yes, he reclassified he this reclassified. year. He reclassified. They actually, I mean, what's the reports that I saw is that Texas didn't have any idea that he was mm-hmm. going to reclassify, and they end up reclassifying, and, boom, he's going to be a part of the, uh, the 2023 class for Texas coming in. And he was originally committed to LSU, and then Texas offered him, and Texas um, got him. Got him to. He didn't flip. I think he actually decommitted. He yeah. Decommitted to Texas, um, but originally committed and chose Texas over A and M, Penn State, um, TCU, Colorado, Virginia Tech. Was really high on Rodney Terry, and that staff said that they communicated better and more frequently than any other school. Yeah. They and that's, I mean, that's, that's what I'm paraphrasing. That's what he said. I'll get the quote. That's basically what he said. Yeah, that's the moment that you that you realize if if these guys are going to be consistent and show the most love to me, why not? Why wouldn't you want to be with them? Yeah, he said the relationship with Coach Terry and Coach Chappelle and the rest of the staff has been the best. Plus, the communication and support they've shown is unmatched. Texas has always been one of those schools that I've kept up with through my basketball career. Mm-hmm. It goes on. So there you go. I love the communication unmatched. Supporting communication like that. So Coach Terry uh, still recruiting. He's, He's got to stay on point. it. Take the re out. He's recruiting at this point. But here's the deal. He can't recruit. He's what? terrible. <laughs> I don't even know why Texas decided to make him their head coach. What are you guys going to do? We just going to go out there and be like Suge Knight and tell him to come over here. He gonna, and he's going to get a full roster, made an adjustment. Come on, guys. It's done. Be patient. Uh, the projected final roster now, Max Amos, uh, Tyrese Hunter, mm-hmm. Ethiel Horton, Dylan Mitchell, Dylan Dessou. Got your two Dylans on there. Uh, uh, is it still Kendall? Is it Kendall? We decided Kendall, I right? I thought it was. Is it Kendall Ch- or Kendall? Kendall or Kendall? Do we have to decide which one it was? We are, we, we didn't have, yeah, because I don't know. I don't want to be disres- disrespectful. I we think got, it is Kendall. I think it's Kendall. It just spelled like Kendall. Yeah. All right. I think so. Kendall. I'm just going to go with that. Chris Johnson. It is Craig Way of Texas in a minute. It's, it's like, like, it's like guys, the, it's the like phonetics. The, no, it's like the Max you. Amos thing. Yeah. Uh, people are like, Amos. They're like, no, no. Amos. No, it's not Amos. It's Amos. Yep. Um, uh, Kendall Weaver, Devon Pryor, Brock Cunningham, uh, and uh, Alex Anamekwe, uh, Zarek uh, on, on, Onima, yeah. uh, and Caden Shedrick. Your pleasures. There you go. Love it. That's your roster. Yeah, they full, man. It's done. I'm, I've been I've been excited about it. Uh, every time I look at the moments of these guys getting a chance to commit to Coach Terry, and these aren't guys that are just committing. These guys are signing. They're signing at the time where they're about to be at the University of Texas. So this is huge for him and the development of a lot of these guys and their team of what they're about to become. Yeah, uh, Ryan Terry worked hard. I think I think Longhorn fans were just um, a little bit uncomfortable with how this roster was built in the new transfer portal in our era. I think they'll become a little bit more comfortable with it because it'll become the norm. Yeah, that's just how all the roster, a lot, not all of them, a lot of them will be built throughout uh, college basketball with the transfer portal being what it is and being so active. They said it is pronounced Kendall. It's Kendall. Thank yeah. you. Thank you very much. Yeah, appreciate that.
I figured it was Kindle, but, the, you know, I had to make sure. Some people pronounce it different. Nah, you know, hey, trust me, some parents just trying to, they, they trying to slip, get they, you slipped up. Man. Yeah, they're trying to get, trying you, to get you to slip yeah, up out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, uh, we appreciate you guys on the Spec Sex Line. All right, we'll come back. We'll get into, we got to talk about this Northwestern hazing scandal. This thing has become yeah. strange now because uh, there are several different uh, r- reports about it, and now we have some details about it. And uh, we do remember that Pat Fitzgerald, the head coach, was suspended for two weeks from the program. Well, now the president may be um, rethinking that suspension. Uh, we'll do- we'll talk about that. We'll get into also uh, the Bob Huggins report, which Ooh, is also strange. That is really strange. He's to demanding me. reinstatement. Come on, man! I demand a lot of things, but it just don't work like that. Hold up, is he claiming that his? You know what? We'll get into it. And he claims something about his wife and oh, his, on, his wife involved in this conversation. I don't. I, I, I believe no the report says his wife is somehow involved, that she mistakenly did something. We'll discuss that, too. Coming up next on the other side. This is Ball Don't Lie. Wonderful Nine Horn. to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104 Now on the Horn. Smooth Soul Monday edition of Ball Don't Lie. That's my man Patrick, the idillionaire. Uh, takes songs intended to uh, soothe the tortured soul of sports fans who may have had a tough weekend. Uh, but uh, actually tough, you know, tough weekend, actually. I would say the Rangers and the Astros didn't end their all their, their pre-All-Star break, their pre-All-Star break half of the season well. Because they both ended with a loss. Yeah. They did was, not go out in yeah, style. Yeah, they were just distracted. <laughs> yeah. uh, distracted. Yeah. They're ready for the All-Star break. I get both of those teams ready for it. Um, a lot of uh, folks ready for the uh, All-Star break. Tonight, Home Run Derby. Yeah, buddy. We're going to ask uh, our very special guest coming on for Harsh Knock Life. I'm yeah. going to ask him about who's going, who he thinks is going to win the Home the, Run Derby. I'm going to tell you what. If he was in it, he might be one of the contenders. Because <laughs> my man used to hit him way back yonder. Uh, yes, yeah. uh, Hart's got a very special guest coming up for Hart's Knock Life. Uh, tease it for the people once again. So for those who uh, well, may not uh, have expected to make it appointment listening. Yeah, make sure you make it appointment listening. 430 in the Hart's Knock's Life. We're going to have... The Angels hitting coach, Marcus Timms, former teammate and roommate of mine, he is the hitting coach of the Angels, and he will be on with us today at 430. It's going to be damn good. Yeah, can't wait. Excited about that. Uh, Okay, let's talk about this uh, Northwestern um, hazing scandal, gentlemen. Have you guys read the details? I've read majority of this. Sometimes it just gets to the point where – Coaches can't say that they didn't know nothing was going on. Yeah, I didn't know. Yeah, I read some you of it. Yes, I agree. Well, it, it's it, that's no excuse. No. It may not be your fault, but it is your responsibility. Correct. So, 100%. There you go. Yeah. Um, there was a detailed article in the uh, Daily Northwestern, which mm-hmm. is the school's student newspaper, um, that described a lot of the... Um, misdeeds mm-hmm. um, that they were engaged in uh, here with hazing. Uh, apparently, they had something they call running. 
the running the players, practice of running players. Yeah, and it wasn't running like you think it is. Usually the penalty was inflicted upon, it's a young players for mistakes made during practice. Um, the Dave Northwestern's one, one piece said, um, I've seen it with my own eyes, and it's just absolutely egregious and vile and inhumane behavior. And I'm named former player told the Daily Northwestern. Mm-hmm. The player said um, he reported the situation to the school in November of 2022. Running involves being restrained by a group of masked upperclassmen who would then commence, you know, just, uh, yeah. Kind of, they said it's like basically kind of uh, inappropriately, um, basically engaging in like physical activity. Yeah. I would say inappropriate. I don't even want to dive into some yeah, of let's terms. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I won't. I won't even get into that. Yeah. You can go read it for yourself. Yeah. Um, but uh, one person said, who was anonymous in this story, it's a shocking experience as a freshman to see your fellow freshman teammates get ran, but then you see everybody bystanding in the locker room. It's just a really abrasive and barbaric culture that has permeated throughout the program for years on in now it's it's done under this smoke and mirror of oh this is team bonding but no this is sexual abuse yeah said one anonymous uh player uh the article contains details um uh of players doing a lot of other things including players forced to participate in naked center quarterback exchanges an annual tradition known as the car wash yeah um, I've never been to a car wash like that. I, yeah, I've never, I've, I've never had to participate in um, anything like that, and I've been in plenty of locker rooms. Yeah, um, no, they, it's a lot of other stuff. That's yeah, that's, like, that's some of the PG thirteen stuff, actually. Some of the other stuff. Well, I some of the other stuff I is like you're trying into. to alter people's hairstyles and yeah. and do different things because it doesn't fit the wildcat way. Uh, in case you didn't forget, you recruited those players. They didn't just show up and then all of a sudden they look a certain way. Yeah, no, I get it. You know what I'm saying? You're recruiting them. Also, fair to say that a group of students, or sorry, student athletes, players, did release a statement on and on behalf of support of Coach Fitzgerald, too. Oh, yeah. Trying to keep that scholarship. And it was, <laughs> <laughs> and it was stated in the investigation that he uh, was not, knowledge, he had no knowledge of it and he was not involved. Right. He said it is. Um, so that's basically, yeah, so that, that was said in the, invest, the third-party investigation, too. They still suspended him. Now the president, Mike Schill, um, apparently he is rethinking the suspension, the two-week suspension. Mm-hmm. It says he might have erred yes. in determining how he uh, handled the situation. Yes. Come on, man. Um, so apparently he said uh, he was extremely, he talked about, the former player that he, apparently he talked to, um, that he was extremely uh, receptive to that former player and stated that he had meetings with players about what actually happened. And she'll inform the Northwestern community that he would take a fresh look at the case in light of the new reporting, he so, says. So here's the thing for me in a lot of these situations, because there's so many different d- directions that this could go. We've seen people that have passed away from hazing, certain situations. We've seen people that have been battered. People have been bruised from these situations. And we all know this. Everything that has been alleged may not be true. Everything no, that has been is. denied may not be true. But there is something to be said that some of this stuff did happen in order for this story to even be a story. 
We've all been there. We've all been in places where it's like, oh, we, sh- we probably shouldn't talk about this at all. But we also know that it did happen there. Yeah, it's uh, to me as a coach, when it's happening, like I said, who, who is who's authorizing this? Right. Who if, it, if it's a, if it's become something that now they have kind of baked into the culture of the program. If it's if speak that point, it. if it's speak on to it. the culture, which you know happens, right? These kind of rituals mm-hmm, or whatever mm-hmm. traditions they happen. Um, who authorizes it? Is it the player leadership that? Because it seems pretty organized. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Like, yeah. all right, you mess up in practice, you don't get ran. All right, so where is it taking place? And then who organizes it? And who gives the authority that okay, these are the players who will be subject to it? This your leadership council. Yeah, I just want to know because yeah, I trust yeah. exactly. Yeah, it's exactly. your leadership and, council. And if it is your leadership council, that's part of the toxicity. Exactly. Well, and also, who's telling everybody that this is a secret? Yes, because it's a because it's nobody not talks a secret, about Fight Club. But that's thing. If it's not a secret, then the coaches know, and if the coaches know, they shut it down. So sure. it has to be not only done to you, but then told, "Hey, if you do this, we'll kick you off the team." Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. So yeah. that's where the second part of it comes in. Of hey, it becomes you know it's wrong when you have to tell somebody. There's repercussions if this gets out. Yeah. That's yeah. how you should know that you're doing something that's something that's that's not seems right. wrong. <laughs> yeah. I'm Naturally with you on that. Because the rest of it, you can go, oh, we were just doing what we've always done. You go, well, did you have to, did you know there was going to be repercussions if it found out? You go, well, yeah. And they're like, so there was something wrong then. Something yeah. Wrong with it. There was something definitely yeah. wrong right, with it. Right. Because if they're hiding it from the coaches, then, that, then you know something's wrong with it. Because but. where are you doing this? You have to be doing it in some facility or some location. It has to be. So somebody has to know. But they have to be on a need-to-know basis, or else the coach would be like, "Hey, why was there thirty-five players that are at this facility yesterday last night? Like, were we running practice? Like, what were they running? I need to know. So I'll make sure we're like, I'm cool if they're running practices, but Do if it. they're doing inappropriate things, then I need to know also, so we can shut it down. Yeah, they got to shut that down. So this goes back to your point about the toxic toxicity in the culture of the program. Here's where it starts to happen. Remember 2020, we had COVID, so they were 7-2 and two that year. Mm-hmm. The year before that, they were 3-9 and nine in 20, 2019. 2021, 3-9. Last season, 1-11. and 11. They probably need to get rid of your coach anyway. So there's mm-hmm. something that has been in your system that has now changed to the fact that your team is 1-11 in the Big Ten. Yeah, I didn't realize that got in advance. Oh, yeah. I don't pay attention to – no, because you know there was no. There's a there's a reason why you don't. Well, yeah, <laughs> and they're largely academic institutions. Right. Even they, yeah. But you're right. That's, that's yeah. That's that shows you that, that shows, something's wrong. Exactly. You're, something's wrong. Th- whatever you have baked up in there, that's your culture. You're you're doing it wrong right now. Yeah, it's giving. Yeah, you baked it and it's bad. It's bad. You just it's the spoiled. Bubble, it's the bubble spo- guts. Yeah, you're giving everybody bubble guts. You Pepto ain't helping you on this one. <laughs> Texas says, "Who ordered the code red?" Yeah, yeah. T Bone. Who ordered the code red? That's no what doubt. you need to find out. All right, that and somebody high up in that organization within that program did, and like I said, there's a coach that knows. I'm not saying Pat, I'm not saying uh, Fitzgerald knows, but there's 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 a coach somebody that knows, knows about this. Yeah. There's well, no there's way there's an administrator, yeah. conditioning coach, yeah. whatever, the little uh, position coach, yeah. assistant, quality control guy, whatever. There's yeah. a coach that knows yep. all about this. To say that no coach knows, that's that's uh, a little much. Yeah, it's a little misleading. Yeah. Uh, all right, gentlemen, can we talk about this Bob Huggins thing? This is where have you guys. I don't know if you guys read the story that I read. I'll I'll bring it up because I got it from On3, and On3 does a good job. Uh, And apparently Bob Huggins wants to be reinstated. 
Yeah, Bob Huggins. Bob Huggins wants a paycheck. Yeah. Well, Bob Huggins true. needs a lot going on. Good point. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, basically <laughs> he wrote a letter. Apparently this news broke on Saturday um, that lawyers representing him, so he didn't write a lawyers representing him sent a letter to, to the school demanding his reinstatement. The letter now widely available on Twitter states that uh, West Virginia uh, treated a text from Huggins' wife, June. I love that name, June. That's another one of them old school names. You don't hear a lot of Junes around here anymore. When's the last time we had a hot June? <laughs> you know what I mean? Back day, June, Carter, you had a lot of oh, hot June. Oh, June was part When's of it. When's the last time we seen a smoking hot June? We're like, dude, June, body is banging. Yeah, that's, June that's is a good so point. sexy. June? June. <laughs> June is so Ethel. Ethel is so hot, man. Have you seen Ethel? Dude, Ethel, dog. She, you ever seen her gram? Man. You, Ethel, you see Ethel's gram? I just started, it's amazing. I just started following Gertrude. Exactly. <laughs> Dude, oh, Gertie. Oh, Gertie. Gertie, Gertie Gert over there. Dude, Gertie, she's bootylicious. <laughs> she got, she's dragging that wagon back there, man. Gertrude. That's what yeah. uh, but I'm sure June is is, is lovely. Yep. Uh, but he, he is claiming, at least the letter is claiming that uh, June Huggins, his wife, she sent a text and basically, it was supposed to be a formal, re- or they took it as a formal resignation, but it was a text from his wife. Mm-hmm. The letter goes on to explain that according to Huggins' contract with the school, he himself had to tender a resignation, a written resignation to the athletic director and university general counsel. Huggins never did send or hand deliver a written resignation according to the letter. Um, so that's his case. I heard uh, my man Ian, Ian uh, Buck talking about this this morning that in i don't know if it's canada if you send an emoji it can be considered a lock-in so an agreement so if they if that's what ended up happening if that was what was sent in i could I, uh, yeah the, if, if, if if he got the thumbs up on it back that means <laughs> or they liked it yeah or they put the love on it <laughs> someone <laughs> loved your image yeah I'm accepting that as your resignation. And we're doing it and we're doing it for you. We're doing it for you. Because oh, if man. this was the case, why is it until right now that Bob Huggins is talking about? It? Just sobered up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. kidding. Oh man, that was well done. Well, <laughs> and he said it so calm too. He was like, "Well, oh, just sum it up. That is, you, should, you should just leave right now, like George Costanza. I'm gonna hide that. Get the hell out of here, man. That was fantastic. That, that was good. Oh, that uh, was it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I forgot what you were saying. That was like, like, we're just talking about he already huggy. got knocked down to a year to year contract because great. dropping slurs on a radio station, right? So he's already on a year to year. So all he could possibly get out of this at the end of the day is one more year's of pay, and he'd have to negotiate down. But it just seems like his lawyer called him up and was like, "Hey, did you like fully think this out? Like they, it's a college; they'll pay you money to leave." Yeah. Anyway, they will. They go, "Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't, don't worry about it. We'll, we'll, we'll get back. What, what did you send him? It's like, well, we think we sent in a text from our wife. He's like, "Ah, oh, yeah, I can break that. Yep. Yeah, they'll, they'll owe you a couple more million." Um, no, uh, you could be right. It could just be him trying to get money. Uh, but I just think it's. It's strange. I, oh, when the, when they start blaming the wife, it's always weird. I think the last story I remember that was that who was it? Colangelo? Who's that guy from yeah. the Seventy Sixers? It was that uh, blamed his wife for his Twitter. It was like Col- the, the not Colangelo. What's his name? Oh my God! It's not Colangelo because Colangelo was the guy that was with. What was his name? The Seventy Sixers executive. Was it Seventy Sixers? Who? Because Colangelo was with the Arizona. I mean, not the Arizona Phoenix Suns, and he's the USA basketballs sure. guy. 
Okay. Yeah. I'm not sure who it is, but I remember a an executive with the maybe the 76ers. He blamed his burner account. He had like <laughs> was it Sam Hinky? Hinky, that is him. Was it Hinky? It is. Hinky. And Hinky was the trust the process GM for the 76ers. Yeah, I think it was another guy. It was somebody else. I'm not sure who. It, I'm not sure it was. I could be. I could have got the name yeah. wrong. Um, but anyway, um, but that's it's strange that he would bring up wife. I'm still that. trying to figure out why he he took so long. I mean, oh, it was Brian Colangelo. It was Brian Colangelo, right? Colangelo? Yeah, I was right. Oh, is that the, a, yeah. the, the secret Twitter account? Yes, yes. Is it his, was him. Yeah, is his dad Jerry? Because that's yeah, what I'm no, thinking no, of. There I'm is. thinking of Jerry. Yeah, yeah, there is yeah. a difference. It's probably his, yeah. That's yeah. why he was with Phoenix. Jerry yeah. Colangelo was. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, because that was, like, he, I think he just That's a rare his, name, too. Yeah, he was like, his, that's how I remember it, because it is a name you kind of stand yeah. out. But his wife, he, oh, he said his wife did it. Who knows? Yeah. Oh, you know what? If you got to ride or die like that. You're supposed to. That's, that's, if wifey can help you. Get the family an extra quarter of a million dollars or a half a million or more, or keep your million dollar a year job or whatever it is just because she's got to, you know, she's got to take the blame for you doing something yeah. stupid. Honestly, that's what spouses are for. I would yeah. do it for my and, wife. And keep on doing two stupid things back to back. That's true. Because <laughs> it's yeah. either one of Three these, point. West Virginia probably doesn't fire him. Either one of them are both probably recoverable what, the, for for West Virginia. The the but slurs, the fact that you yeah you did the, the slurs, slurs yeah. and then they were like all right you're on secret double secret probation and then he immediately gets a, a DUI yes They're, those two things are both manageable of hey you got to go to manage you know you have to go to sensitivity training but when you have to go to sensitivity training and they want you to go to an alcohol cut like yeah. there's too many classes you got to take now and still have your job okay. that that's you can't do them back to back and keep you. a job at a high level D1 school no I, I'm or at a D1 school I think you guys are right I think he's just trying to get some money I mean cuz at he the end of the day they can fire you fire you for calls and he got plenty of that you know what I'm saying yeah. that's what he I'm saying it. they ha- they they let you resign well, and the bigger thing was, Instead though, of being fired. is it's not like he has three years left on a contract and there's this big buyout and everything else. He had agreed to, after being punished for the slurs, to take the pe- date, to go pay, year to year, decrease. take a pay decrease yeah. and go year to year. So the most they can do is be like, well, yeah, we're going to fire you after next year. So we would have to work on a buyout for one season. But that's already not like, so it's not a ton of money that he's going to get bought out. But yeah, I'm sure his lawyer just was like, Hey, you know, we can get money out of them, right? Well, West Virginia, mm-hmm. like, they don't want to pay the legal team either. They don't want to do any of this. Well, it's like this texter just said, he said, when you, uh, don't forget, the lawyer typically gets 40% of the negotiated settlement. Yeah. So he's like, yeah, let's go after them. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Let's go get some bread. Because don't, don't look like I'll be working for you much longer. Yeah. Says, you know what I'm saying? Huggy Bear's wife wants to cut the cash, texter says. Yeah. I mean, like I said, that's, it's, that's, to me, that's a ride or die. You're supposed to take that, you know, take that blame. I mean, yeah. nobody knows who June is. And actually, maybe she was the last hot June. Maybe. I don't know. She could be. Do you think <laughs> she has sisters named April and May? <laughs> well, that's a dad joke. You're not, good job. You, hey, you're not even a dad. Yeah, and you're making those jokes joke that I should there. be doing. Um, okay, so we'll get back to uh, some of the uh, the other uh, stories because we'll talk about Wimby in the top of the 4 o'clock. We got the flex on the other side. Uh, we'll get into the flex. And also uh, later on, we'll talk some uh, Texas uh, football coming up too in the top of the 5 o'clock. We go back behind the burners curtain. So we got lots to get into. More and more right here on Ball Don't Lie at 1049 Flex ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit brainvault.com and join the movement. 
on your head, baby You know you're looking good, you know you're looking good, you know you're looking good Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. It is a Spoon Soul Buddy edition of Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn. The idea you have Patrick Davis uh, playing jams intended to soothe the tortured soul of sports fans who may have had a tough weekend. Uh, Time for the flex. FLXATX.com, FLXATX and all of your social media platforms. Uh, Speaking of the flex, shout out to uh, my man Jacob Henry. Mm -hmm. I didn't know this. Got Got an offer from Yale. Yeah, buddy. Wow. Yeah, that's, buddy. That's pretty damn impressive. Big fella trying to do some things. Man, I knew he I knew he was about his grades and about his business. I didn't know he was <clears throat> that mm-hmm. much of an academic achiever. Uh, so, obviously, being a great player on the field, he's doing great things off the field, too. So, shout out to Jacob Henry, and congrats on that Yale offer. And this he's, year he's going to be able to play some offense, too, because he's working on the offensive line as well as the defensive line, which is – when he went over to uh, Vandegrift, he switched mm-hmm. numbers, and I was like, man, that's interesting. But then you see the video, and it's like, oh, he's playing on the line, too. Yeah, he's going to be a problem. Yeah. <clears throat> he's got a, he's, he's working on a few things uh, that, you know, uh, keeping him from taking it to the next level. Um, and if he can, you know, really master – Mm-hmm. Some of those foundational things, he's gonna be a he's gonna be a serious problem. Yeah. Uh, FLXATX.com is never a problem. It's always a solution for you, especially if you want the best uh, information and uh, the best stories about Texas high school sports in this area. Right now, they have a uh, district preview. Football previews already up. There's a yep. district twenty five six a preview, uh, district twenty six six a preview up there as well. You can go check that out at flxatx.com, and I believe oh also twelve six a up there as well. Yep, uh, and I believe they're working on their all flex teams too. So you can go check all flex watch list. Yeah, yep. uh, go check that out too at flxatx.com, flxatx on all your social media platforms. We come back, we're talking Wimby. Already, I'm not even looking over at Patrick. Don't do it. Don't do it. Feel him. Don't look at him. Cheesing, grinning from yeah. ear to ear just because we're about to talk about Wimby. And Greg Popovich's new contract. Some people dispersed for five more years. We'll talk about that. Um, and also I'll put Patrick in a bad mood because we'll talk about the NBA in-season tournament, which mm-hmm. he already hates. He ain't even seen it yet. Yeah, I need uh, to hear more about this. <laughs> we'll discuss it on the other side right here on Ball Don't Lie. Wonderful down the horn.